if you don't know me, my name is McKenna Chow. I'm a senior. Welcome to the CA Career Fair. The goal of the Career Fair is to connect students with alumni who can give them guidance about their future career and their academic paths. If it's good with everyone, let's begin with introductions. So Dr. Ascari, would you like to go first? Hi, everyone. Good morning. My name is Anna Ascari. I'm a member of the class of 2009, and um, I'm currently a family physician at One Medical in our office in Aliso Viejo, which is in South Orange County, California. I practice both in office and virtually. Um, we've got like a technologically advanced sort of system. So taking care of patients ranging from newborn to elderly, taking care of acute chronic medical conditions, annual well visits, all that good stuff. I'm the unofficial IUD specialist in our area as well. So I enjoy women's health procedures. Um, and so favorite class at Academy, it's really tough to say, but I would think anything with Mr. Kerr, he was probably my favorite teacher, the funniest person, someone who I would go in between like advisory times and, you know, any time that we had free just to visit his classroom and he would make me laugh and I get life advice from him. So any sort of bio class from Mr. Kerr, I would say. My name is Audrey Rout. My last name was formerly Young, and I'm in the process of changing it so I don't sound like a wannabe rapper with a last name of Young Rout. Um, I am also from the class of 2009 um, with Anna, and I had a number of amazing teachers, but I will, we were in the same advisory, so I will shout out to our strong um, female role model in science, Mrs. Hawk. And um, I am currently a research and clinical fellow in child abuse at Ann and Robert H. Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago. Um, that's affiliated with Northwestern, but it's on the Chicago campus, not the Evanston campus. And I um, work in a multidisciplinary team setting. So I work with social workers, detectives, child protective services, lawyers, and my job is to evaluate the children from a medical standpoint. So I get consulted from our hospital or uh, like our emergency room or local pediatrician's offices um, about kids that have bruises or burns or fractures or genital injuries or all types of situations. And then my job is to um, determine whether their injuries are consistent with an accident, perhaps, or an abusive mechanism, or might they have a bleeding disorder or fragile bone disease or another medical explanation. And then I help translate that to the non-medical um, professionals that we're working with. Um, so that is what I do. Awesome. Thank you so much. So does anyone in here have any questions to start off for alumni? Hi, my name is Audrey Liu. I'm a freshman at CA this year. What do you think is the most important characteristic for somebody and what person? Sure. I think there's a lot of amazing things that can make someone a really great um, professional in the medical field. Um, I think compassion goes a really long way. I think understanding and having sort of an open mind to understand the different experiences that everyone has been through um, is really important. Um, one reason that I found this path was, you know, even um, back from my time at Academy values like community service, like advocacy um, really played a role in my life and have sort of led me down this path. So I think those are all um, really great things, but I think you won't go wrong if you whatever field you go into if you find what you're passionate about you follow your intellectual curiosity your path will unfold for you and hopefully you'll love your job like we do I know that we have some seniors in here who have recently applied to colleges so just a question for you what did you major in and how much did your major impact your post-college choices so I um, attended the Ohio State University so go box I majored in political science and minored in Spanish 
So I took a little bit of a different route than everyone expected, but I was still pre-med and, you know, did my, which was a major of its own, honestly, when you add up all the classes that you had to do, but I decided that this was the last time, um, probably that I would be able to dedicate my education and, you know, move in a direction that's non-science related. And so political science was something that I was interested in. And, and I think experiences at Academy for sure helped me realize that, um, just sort of unofficial debates and talks that we had, history classes, things like that. And so I wanted to delve a little bit more into that. And then my minoring in Spanish, 100%, um, I think Dr. Silvia Chavez, uh, who was our Spanish teacher, <laughs> Audrey knows, and you guys all know if you've taken her class, she's the, she's the reason I learned Spanish. She's the reason junior year, I remember I turned on Univision one day and was watching the news and I actually understood everything that was being said. And it was just remarkable. And so that was the reason why I had the confidence to pursue minoring in it in Spanish. And I ended up, you know, working at free clinics and was the person who spoke Spanish and was able to uh, roughly translate and interpret for patients during that time. And, and so I think that I definitely, you know, thank my experience with Academy with that. But what I recommend um, is just major in something that you enjoy and that you like. Um, doesn't have to be exactly related to the field that you might end up in, but college is really a wonderful time and a great opportunity to broaden your horizons in any way that you can. So that would be my biggest advice. I totally agree with Anna. Um, I majored in neurobiology um, at Harvard and I did a, a special track focusing on sort of a little bit of psychology. So the interplay between the concept of the mind, the brain and the sort of neurotransmitters and behavior. Also minored in global health and health policy. Um, and those definitely sort of those paths chose me and really opened my eyes to new opportunities that sort of led me here today. But at the same time, I also took the chance to take classes in things like anthropology and like decoding hieroglyphics, which I never thought I would use. And actually it helps me sometimes. <laughs> so so um, I, I definitely encourage you to pursue all your different interests and they will all certainly be complimentary in whatever you choose to do. What is something that would surprise people the most about the work that you do? Something surprising. A lot of people, when I say what I do, they're like, that sounds super depressing. Um, and I totally understand because we do work with a lot of cases of trauma and some very difficult weighty topics. And of course we take the role that we have in decision-making about their care going forward very seriously. Um, but at the same time, um, I think lots of things in, in any field can be depressing in medicine. I love medicine, but you know, cancer can be hard. Liver failure can be hard. Um, in every field, there are topics that can be really difficult. And so I think that's why obviously self-care is extremely important um, in medicine and in other professions too. But um, for me, something that protects me from burnout is that I really love what I do and I find it rewarding. So instead of becoming depressing, it becomes motivating and really lights a fire under me and makes me want to sort of have a positive impact. Um, and so from that standpoint, I don't find it depressing, but we need someone to do um, you know, each different job, um, including the ones that I might not be inclined towards. Um, and so, you know, whatever you find that you do, just, I would say, just do, do that to the best of your ability, really with all your heart. I would say something that surprises people and maybe would have surprised me back in high school is just how much technology would be involved in the work that I do. When I, you know, imagine myself as a traditional, like primary care doctor, I'm, you know, I'm in my office kind of right now, which is where I see patients. And that's really what I pictured. Um, but the company that I work for, and I would say just the COVID pandemic in general has pushed us into this new age <laughs> sort of direction where virtual medical care is now very common. And, um, and it's great for those of us who grew up in a generation that we know how to use that technology. And I'm sure Academy has exposed you guys 
I mean, just this owl technology in general is something that's super cool and unique. And I think that that's something that surprised myself and surprises others is the fact that I do video calls on Zoom with some of my patients, remote visits and um, in-person visits. And uh, it's not something that I thought we'd get to as quickly as we did, but definitely the pandemic pushed us in that direction. So careers in medicine generally get a reputation for being very demanding, a lot of hard work. How would you say that you balance your professional and like personal life well? And what is some advice you have regarding that? I would say start practicing now. So academy, something that I loved about it, not at the time when I was a student, but later I came to appreciate was just how difficult it was, the rigors of it. I felt like I was already in college and I realized that looking at my peers as well in college that, yeah, we definitely had pretty demanding schedules, a lot of responsibilities, both in the classroom and extracurricularly. And that's just going to continue forever, essentially. And so learning to have those good practices, that self-care starting now and just continuing that is going to be key. I think for me, my connection with my family and friends, going out to eat at different restaurants. I mean, thankfully, Columbus is is really a foodie city. I tell a lot of people in California, no one believes it. They all think it's just like cornfields around here. But it's, it's a foodie city. And so for me, anywhere that I am, I try to find like the best restaurants. And that's like my way to de-stress. And so do whatever it is that works for you and make sure to take that time. They always tell us, you know, take your weekends off, take, you know, whatever time that you have to rest and recharge. It doesn't mean that you are being lazy or not being productive. It's actually very much, you know, necessary to, to make sure that your glass is full <laughs> before you go and help others. And so that, that would be my recommendation. Yeah, I think Anna said it perfectly. Um, Like she said, I tell my patients and I have to tell myself too, you can't take care of your children. You can't take care of anyone else if you don't take care of yourself first. Um, And luckily, I think probably we both chose areas of medicine that um, value that in family medicine and in pediatrics. And um, in some areas, it's easier than others. But I think there's definitely more of a movement to recognize that and to help with work-life balance for whatever goals might be for your life personally and professionally. So um, it's definitely not an obstacle in medicine, but you will be well prepared from even from like, like Anna said, from Academy, um, definitely cultivate those strategies because no matter what you go into, you'll be dealing with them. And um, I think we both felt very, very well prepared um, for the transition um, to sort of higher education and medicine. Questions, anyone? What courses in high school would you recommend to take if we were to pursue medicine? There's such a big spectrum in medicine. I honestly think anything will help you. I think ethics will help you. I think uh, photography helps me sometimes. even with like radiology and just the way that I think about things. Um, And so I think, I think everything will end up playing an important role. I think science is a big like prerequisite in, um, and and those are classes you can't really get out of at Academy, which is great. Um, You'll definitely take more science if you do pursue um, healthcare careers. Um, But I think things like writing have been equally influential in my career, you know, um, because I do a lot of research and even just interpreting papers that I read and understanding the literature and the evidence that's out there. So I really think, um, I'm a big fan of the the academy model and sort of the liberal arts um, approach. Definitely having a strong core in like um, your scientific fields um, will also help you. Totally agree with what Audrey said. And I would say do the courses that you find maybe are difficult. Challenge yourself because now with the individualized attention that you get at academy, that's something that you can work on, you know, so physics isn't your thing take a good physics course here and really challenge yourself um, and, and don't shy away from things that you might find challenging. 
really, you know, start to tackle it. And now in high school would be a great time to do it, for example. But I agree totally. There isn't really anything that I have taken that I was like, this is a waste of my time, or I wish I had and even something completely unrelated to the field that you end up going into. Okay, so this is for Dr. Young. So given that you're in kind of like an interdisciplinary and like consulting role, um, did you follow the traditional trajectory of like pre-med and undergrad, then med school residency fellowship, and then becoming an attending? Or um, did you follow like a different way to be involved in healthcare? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I did follow the traditional role. I think now in medicine, um, and Anna can speak to her path as well. Um, the there is there are a lot of people who take gap years either between high school and college, or college and medical school, or even after medical school, um, or come to medicine after another career. Um, and so there's definitely different paths you can take. I did feel confident in what I wanted to do, and um, had the chance to do a lot of other things while I was in college. So I didn't really have to take a separate year after. Um, and so I did. I did four years of college, then I did three years of medical school here um, at Northwestern, and then a three-year pediatric residency. I'm in I'm halfway through another three years of a pediatrics fellowship, specifically in child abuse. Um, so total, once I'm done, it'll be, I'll have been a doctor after medical school and then six years of, um, of training after that. Um, but really, once you start in residency and fellowship, it feels like a, it's like your job. You know what I mean? It's, it's what you're doing, what you love. It doesn't feel like it's as much like school anymore. Um, you're really getting great practice. So I did follow, I went straight through without time off and I did follow a traditional path right now. That's the only, there's definitely lots of ways to be involved in uh, child abuse or in maltreatment or advocacy type issues in various roles, like social work, like being um, a nurse or an EPN, um, lots of different things. Um, but I did follow more of a traditional path. And right now, the only way to be a child abuse pediatrician is through pediatrics. So there aren't even paths through psychology and things right now, but that could change because um, it's a very interdisciplinary field. What would you say your favorite part of your job is, or like, what is the most exciting thing to do? My favorite part of the job is the longitudinal relationships that I create with my patients and then just helping them meet their goals, whatever that is um, within the health and wellness realm and helping them live their best lives. Uh, as corny as that sounds, it's, it's incredibly rewarding. Um, and, and especially once, you know, I meet someone and then they bring in a family member, a child, a grandparent, a brother, a sister, and they want me to also be their doctor. It's something that I'm I'm honored and constantly can't believe <laughs> that uh, people are trusting me with their lives and with their livelihood. That's amazing. It's definitely a strength of sort of some of the fields that have more continuity. I mean, you really get to know your families well. And in my role, I do more consulting, but I get to follow them over time to make sure that they're developing and healing from their injuries and stuff a little bit. Um, but what I love, I've mentioned how I love working in a multidisciplinary setting because I learn totally different things from every person on the team. I also love that there, and, and Anna probably has the same type of thing. There's there, you don't, there, you see different types of things. So you're not seeing, if you're in orthopedics, you might see fractures all day. And that's great if you love fractures or, you know, you might, instead of seeing one thing, we get to see a variety of different um, patients and, and concerns. And so I like that a lot. Um, and then I also like that in um, in my field, you can choose, you can really make it whatever you want um, to make it. So we do a clinical work, but we also, I specialize in research. We have people that specialize in sort of policy and advocacy. You can be interested in teaching other training doctors and, and younger students in medical education. You can be, um, you know, working on housing instability or unemployment or domestic violence or things that really um, intersect with our field. So I love the opportunity to really um, 
you know, make an impact outside of the walls of the office too. And so that's something I love about this field and also applies to other, um, certainly you can apply to different areas of healthcare. So I think we have time for about one more question. I'm just going to ask if you were writing a letter to your younger self in high school, like what would you say? I think what I would say to my younger self is don't worry, you're going to make it. And I think that's just something, you know, you see this path ahead. And for me, you know, I knew I wanted to be a doctor, definitely a primary care doctor. And so but looking at that path ahead, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so many years and so much work. And it just seemed like this big mountain to climb. So I would tell myself not to stress out as much, which is incredibly difficult. I was totally stressed out in high school all the time, but, um, and college and med school. And, and, you know, I think for now this year is probably the first time, you know, straight out of training that I'm like not as stressed as I've ever been, but I would just tell myself to enjoy the journey. I don't have any regrets. I did the best that I could. I took as many opportunities as I could. I had a lot of maybe less sleep uh, during college because I was, you know, having fun and, you know, playing hard uh, and working hard as well. So I don't have any regrets in that sense, but I would tell myself to enjoy the journey, be grateful for every opportunity that came, including Academy. Academy was a very um, important opportunity that I had. I was just an Academy student for my high school years. And so I had a lot of catching up to do, um, but I'm so grateful for it that I did it under a very supportive environment that really set me up for success. So I would just tell myself like, it's going to be okay. You're going to make it and life is going to be awesome. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Um, and I agree, obviously easier said than done in hindsight, right? When you're not worrying about college applications and everything. But when I look back, um, even with my friends and my sisters and other people, I think the people who really love what they do and have had really successful paths are the people who follow what they're interested in. In and really um, don't do something just because it might look good on an application or because someone tells you you should. I mean, find something that you're really passionate about and follow that because it'll open new doors that you didn't even know. And, and I think you'll have a really rewarding, rewarding path. Anna said, enjoy the journey. Um, it, it is definitely easier said than done. We were both very, <laughs> very stressed um, high school students. It, you guys have already are so successful. You're in such an incredible environment and academy. You've, you've already come this far and you are totally set up for success. So have faith in that too. have faith in the community that's around you and the education you're receiving um, and the values that are already being instilled in you because they will really, really serve you well. And I think when you guys write letters to yourself or come on a career panel in 10 years or whatever, um, you'll just be amazed and you'll be able to see um, how far you've really come. I hope that just like we have, you know, you hope that whatever you go into, you find something that you're excited to do when you wake up in the morning and that gets you going and feels rewarding at the end of the day, um, whatever that may be. Of course, if um, there's anything that we can do, feel free to reach out to Anna or to me and we can, you know, we'd love to help in any way. Thank you so much for your time. That was very inspiring for all of us, I think. And thank you everyone for coming to the panel.